What's up, everyone? Welcome to Trust the Process. Alongside Mike Yaji, Skylar Chase, I'm Keith Manzi, and it's been a little while, so uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to you guys. And Happy Hanukkah. Hopefully we're the last to say all that, because... Yeah, no. And if we're not, we, we mean it for next year, and we're the, now we're the first. Yeah, it's been, it's been since October, like, 2nd. We're back. It's 2020. Our New Year's resolutions are all to try and uh, <laughs> try to have more record than five more. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, get, get get more than five episodes out a year. So it's, we're gonna do 15 in honor of Minshew this year because five is gone. 15? Oh, fair enough. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, well played, Skyler. All right. Tim Tebow. No. Okay, no. All right. Now you ruined it. <laughs> um, I did want to since we did skip the whole holiday and everything like that. I did want to talk uh, about uh, Christmas presents here. I got a. Dope one, um, as a Magic fan. Um, Mike is already putting his hands in his, or his head in his hands because I got a Mario Hazonia basketball card with a authentic piece of his jersey in it. Game-worn jersey in it. And I Wait, think it's what? Where, it's it's a game-worn game jersey in the card. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a limited edition, you know, so obviously. So what? But. What is it worth, about two bucks? Uh-huh. uh-huh. What part of the body do you think it touched? I want to say his um, right abdomen. Abdomen. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Don't say anything else. <laughs> um, well, Mike's taking a finger at me. Yeah. Oh, where, where bad radio. That? <laughs> Mike's already already upset with us. But oh man. I, I did want to ask you guys like, what's some of the coolest Christmas gifts you've received that are sports related? Jesus gave me a, okay, a man's Scott. shoe jersey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> for Christmas. Jesus slash Santa Claus slash my mom. <laughs> They're all the same people now, I guess. <laughs> Anyways. But, yeah, so got a Minshew jersey, got a Chris Bryant jersey this year. So jerseys are usually pretty good go-to for me. Mike? Let's see. I remember when I was a kid, um, me and my brother both got... I got Jaguars gear from like head to toe. Probably what Christmas it was. It was definitely when I was a kid at my old my parents' old house. Was it like a jumpsuit? No, it wasn't like a jumpsuit. It was like a youth football type uniform. Oh, uh, oh! I had like a Steve those, Young like, one. Uh, the I had a Forty Nine er Steve Young one. It came with a pants, jersey, and helmet. It came like jersey, pants, and then like a helmet. That's, quote that's exactly what I and said. And me and my brother <laughs> Kevin got a Miami Dolphins one, which is really funny because he's not a Dolphins fan, which made it even funnier. <laughs> But um, that was when I don't know what how old we were, but I I will never forget that because that present made me and Kevin so happy for some reason. Well, yeah. We literally stopped opening presents. Me and Kevin both went to wear the the outfit and went to go play a football in the yard. We just said screw the presents, let's go play football. Yeah, I, I did that with my uh, Florida State one that I got, which <laughs> the with the helmet not matching the pants, so it was so on brand, not even close to being correct, but. You can see, we were actually watching home videos this year. You can actually see as the video progresses, me slowly slowly putting on more and more of the uniform. It even had shoulder pads, and I put those bad boys on too. So Do they still make out. those? I think they do in some... Let's, I haven't let's seen... all make, get one and put them on. I think we're a little large. I don't, I think, I don't know yeah, if they I make them that... for us. Well, we got a pretty good show ahead of us. We want to talk some Jags, of course. We want to talk some college hoops. Got a little local flair as well for my sake. But uh, starting with the Jaguars, Mike, I had you record something for me a little while back, but we weren't able to use it because we never really got any other part of a show together. Right off the bat, Coughlin is gone. 
Do you think it's fair to put all the blame on him? I don't know about all the blame, but I would say a good majority of the blame. Reason percentage-wise, like 69 to 75%? I would say 75 to 80%, yeah. Reason being is when Coughlin came in to Jacksonville two years ago, or three years ago, whatever the time frame was, both Marone, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell would report to him. And he would have the final say over free agency decisions, draft decisions, whatever the situation was, per what Shad Khan, uh, when they were introduced back in 2017. Uh, 2017. Although we went to the AFC Championship the first year with the, the three in charge, mm-hmm. it was a anomaly. It... The next two years were one of the were two of the worst years I've seen, in terms of roster construction, um, just team building, coaching. Everything was just terrible from the from the top down. Giving Blake Bortles an extension after the AFC Championship game was strike one. Not re-signing Al Robinson, strike two. Taven Bryan. I'm getting there. That's strike. Not 55. drafting. I'm sorry, yeah, not resigning Allen Robinson, strike two. Strike three, passing on Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey. Granted, we did take Leonard Fournette. I'm fine with Fournette. I, I give that part a pass, but you can I, I give that a pass, but when you have a chance at a franchise quarterback in Mahomes or Watson, you don't pass that up. I don't care what the situation is. Then the next year, Blake Bortles is awful. It gets benched for, um, what's his face? Yep, that's Kessler. it. Oh, I forgot Kessler was the quarterback. For Kessler. I was fine with what's-his-face. Oh, yeah, my, <laughs> fair enough. That was bad. Guy's well, first professional win over the hot Andy Colts, 6-0. to zero. Yeah, that was a great game. It was fun. When Bortles got benched, you know there was a need for a quarterback. What did the Jags do? Defensive lineman. They cut him, but they also, in the previous draft, they passed on Lamar Jackson take Taven Bryan. I know I'm going all over the place, but that's just how bad the Jaguars front office decisions have been. They're all over the place. They don't know what they're doing. Then come 2019 offseason, they pay up $88 million for the Super Bowl MVP from two the year before or from two years before in Nick Foles. Cool. Hype is real. Everyone's hyped up about Nick Foles. Nick Foles looks good. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people that were not happy about it, but I was excited. I was I was interested to see what he would bring. First drive looks really good. Oh, not maybe. The second drive. Was that? Yeah. Second, second drive. Second, second drive. drive, he looked really good. Threw a beautiful touchdown pass to DJ Chark. And we look back and we see Nick Foles broke his collarbone. And that's where the season went to crap. Uh, Actually, I, I, I lied. I'm sorry. Then Minshew comes. Gardner Minshew comes in. The sixth round rookie quarterback. And does a pretty decent job. Goes 4-4 four and four as a starter. Um, loses that first game against Kansas City. And comes the bye week. Jags go back to Nick Foles. And he is atrocious for those two games. And then Minshew comes in. Still looks bad because the oh, the whole team is playing awful. The offense is in disarray. We're on a five-game losing streak. Coughlin's still there. The whole staff is still there. Then the NFLPA comes out with the report that 25% of the grievances followed by players and filed against the Jaguars by the former players. That was the final nail in the coffin for Tom Coughlin. <laughs> nail in the coffin. And then he gets fired, and then three weeks later, Doug, we Marone, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell get announced that they will be back for 2020, even after Chad Khan put a statement out after last year's disappointing 2018 season that Khan was not expecting the same results. Yeah, and that, and that takes me to where it's like, 
Khan comes out and says, you know, a bad season is not acceptable. So how come firing Coughlin only is acceptable? That's I don't understand that. The way I look at it, I think he just abused his power to an extent. I mean, he has that like I mean, like Mike mentioned, the Shad gave him full authority pretty much. And I think it was supposed to be more like Dave does all the work to the, to an extent and he runs it by Coughlin and Coughlin approves it. I think Coughlin decides on himself to just get involved in everything. I think he told Doug, you know, you got to play Foles. That's why he's here. Instead, when, when Minshew was playing pretty well, I mean, he was playing well for a rookie. Um, and I think he also was the one getting on to players about, you know, being here during voluntary camp instead of, you know, doing what they need they're and, doing. And the two names were Talvin Smith and Jalen Ramsey with the voluntary stuff. Yeah. And then also the year before, Dante Fowler gets in trouble with Coughlin for not showing up. Well, he also had some issues with the law. That one, the Fowler issue, I'll pass. But the other ones, you can't really. I mean, no. you know, Ramsey's putting in the work. I mean, simple as that. I mean, now he's probably ahead, like a little bit ahead of himself now. But uh, yeah, didn't didn't really exactly have a great season. I don't know. He still made the Pro Bowl though. Okay. <laughs> Name popularity. It's, it's popularity. Yeah, no, I know. That's why, that's why we don't have the offense and defensive rookie of the year as well. Thanks, but, Pepsi. I enjoy your products, but I don't like you as much anymore. Listen, Minshew would have won the Mountain Dew rookie of the year. That's for damn sure. <laughs> he won the Coke one. <laughs> well, with that, you know, we sit here, we get another year of Marone, another year of Caldwell. And of those three, I think Marone probably deserved the best chance, but you also have things to say against him, as in, like, Keeping Todd Wash is pretty unacceptable at this point. Being the most penalized team in the league is yeah. unacceptable. There's things I definitely agree with that he's messed up, but I agree with you that of the three, he should be the one that's retained because he's got such uh, a rapport with the players. Yeah, I, the players seem to respond to him pretty well. And I think, you know, midway through the season when he was dealing with the Ramsey stuff and we knew it was just Coughlin, you know, doing his thing and sending out Marone to the press conferences where Marone had no answers because, you know, he's not the one causing this situation. So I think Marone had to kind of be, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but basically he was just thrown on stage and told to just... A puppet. Yeah, he's a puppet. But, he definitely was a puppet. So now he'll get his a own puppet. chance to coach his team his way with and the talent that Dave Caldwell provides, I and guess. And that's why I think Khan decided to bring Caldwell and Marone back. Granted, we've seen what Caldwell can do without Coughlin's He's got crazy ass on top of him. It's, yeah. But I think he wants to see what Coughlin and Maroon can do by themselves without Coughlin because they never were able to. Um, it's I think it's a one-year shot. Yeah. If they is. show improvement, then definitely expire, again. So. No, they expire in 2021 uh, or two. Oh, you're right. I, I don't know when their contracts is for, but... I thought this was the final year for the contract. But regardless, go on with what you're saying. Um, I think if it's not a... If we don't improve to about eight wins next year... I think they need nine or more. You think so? Yeah, they're not going to settle for average. Now, I think if they go eight and eight, and then, like, four games are... Four losses are... In a row, one position, the end? No, in a pos- one possession game or something like that. 
I can see them. I can see Con bringing them back to it for another one year deal, which is it's just so it's just frustrating. It, and that's the part that bothers me the most because we sit here and we complain about Todd Wash being so bad for so long, and we want to get rid of him. But how are you going to hire someone that's going to be like, hey man, you want to come into this position where the head coach and the uh, half the staff might not even be here next year because these guys are given like a one last chance kind of thing. See, that's you're not going to get someone for that because yeah. no one wants to be stuck in that situation. That's where I I can see maybe someone who's looking for a promotion. That's like a backs coach, defensive backs coach, or something like that. Depending on what group person you want to promote, you take them from someone else's organization, bring them up, make your make them your defensive coordinator if, if you feel like they're on the rise. So, so that way. They have a chance to prove themselves, but yeah, I mean, I get the situation's kind of messy, and like our best defensive end might not be on the team next year, yeah. depending on how they handle it in the off season. And then you know our linebacking situation is just nothing. Speaking, of, we can just go straight into the next like part of the Jaguars. Free agency and draft are coming up. Free agency, I don't know who the free agents are coming out. I don't know because I know people, there's still going to be franchise tags given out. Everyone's going to be going after quarterbacks. So I think the other positions will be pretty wide open. Uh, I mean, I'm fine. Free I agency, free agency I can't, is going to be exciting. Well, we have one need in free agency, or I'm sorry, one player that we need to keep in, on our team, and his name is Yannick Ngakwe, possibly one of the best on the market in all positions. Jags have got to pay that man. He deserves his money. He has earned every penny. From being a third-round pick, outperforming his contract, outperforming his skill position, outperforming his draft position, everything. He's one of the best defense. I think he's one that's of the best what, defensive ends in the league. Yeah, that's where this team doesn't make sense. Is we have players like Yannick and Ramsey who and Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, like they're superstar players. Like Allen Robinson's been talked about so much in Chicago, and he's got a bum for a quarterback. Yeah, that's, I feel, right. I that's honestly, right, Kevin. That's right, Kevin. I feel bad for Allen Robinson. He went from Blake Bortles to... Blake Bortles 2.0. Exactly, and Mitch Trubisky. But, regard, I mean, he's still making a lot of money, and I, I think I would have rather been in Chicago regardless, too, if you're going to be he in He just didn't situation. want to be in Jacksonville, to be Well, honest. because he saw I wonder, the management. <laughs> I was say, I wonder if Coughlin was the reason why he got probably. pushed out. Probably why a lot well, of guys wanted Because Bortles out. was staying, too. I mean, the fact... That's also a stupid decision. On they're me, in, in action to promote... At the position that needed the most when they decided to get Taven Bryan, and you could argue at that time our defensive line was the strongest in the league. But yeah. I mean, I just think that the Jags have the the biggest need right now on that team, or biggest priority, as what Dave Caldwell said, said in his uh, press conference yeah. a week ago or two. You need Ngakwe as the number one need, our number one priority. Yeah. You need to pay him. I, if he asks for $20 million, you pay him $20 million. If he asks for twenty five, you pay him twenty five. Now, the number I would not pay him is like 28 29 That's just no one's worth that money. No uh, position is worth $30 million. He wins games for us. He won the Colts he's, game. This, he's won a like few games last for us. Game he provides pressure off the edge. He, he, he always gets the ball out. Forces yeah. And they usually go for scores. Like, yeah. That he stripped Brissett this last week. He did it. He has thirty-seven and a half sacks through four years, or through four years minus one game. Because I know he missed a game this year, but he's played. He's been healthy. He's stayed healthy his entire career. Thirty-seven and a half sacks is pretty damn good for a third-round pick out of Maryland. You know, and like you said earlier, it's about the one possession games. And when it comes down to the end of the I game, I trust Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, I, I trust him, and then I also trust Minshew now on the offensive side. So we have that on both sides where if it's a tight game, we have the game changers to an extent. We just have to be in the games. But, mm-hmm. 
So to be in the game, that's we, the problem. Yeah, we have to stop the run. <laughs> so like, and with unique, like yeah, Malik Jackson, everyone the runs the ball on us, right just like we want to do on them. Not even that, Marcel Darius. Oh, Marcel Darius, injuries. Yeah, too, that yeah. he needs to be back too. He's uh, might not be here too, but I think he needs to be back. He'll be. Uh, he he's getting his comeback. That's the thing. The Jaguars free agents are very interesting because yeah. there's a lot of them that have huge cap hits. Um, but Calais, I know, is a $15 million cap hit if we keep him. If we let him go, we save that $15 million, but we can possibly agree to a restructured deal. I think he would agree to that as well because he loves the I don't city. think he will. No? I, I don't think he will. I think he wants to stay on the 15 mil or he's going to go back home to Denver where he's from. Will they pay him 15 mil? No, but maybe he just maybe wants to take a, maybe take a home hometown home. discount. I don't know, because I saw an interview where he's talking about that, too, like where it was the original free agency decision, you know, and when people were talking about how he was going to Denver, possibly, and how it was, like, pretty much a done deal, he was going to Denver. He, like, was thinking, like, apparently he didn't had really no interest in going to Denver. Like, he, you know, obviously he loves the hometown yeah, and I know he was t- he was torn between Jaguars and the Broncos a few years ago, uh, a few years ago when he signed. But I think he's just loved the city so like so much now that he might have a chance to like you know want to stay because I mean after that last game too they interviewed him on the jumbotron or whatever and you know he's like he was really appreciative of the city and just he's obviously a great guy and loves the city. And oh yeah, he's that. definitely he does all those Monday. Um, I think he loved it here better, more than Arizona. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl in Arizona, so... No, did he? Yeah, he went to the... He went to a Super Bowl. Oh, the, his rookie year. I think it was one of his early yeah. years, yeah. But in regards to biggest needs, though, I mean, defensive end, if we let Unique go, you I mentioned linebacker. cornerback, too. You mentioned linebacker. Corner is another need if we let go of A.J. Boy, which I, I doubt we will. I would love to will. get Okuda from Ohio State. He's not going to fall Yeah, no, he's not. We have bigger needs in corner in the first round. Why not? We have linebacker, offensive tackle, Receive. I still think receivers a need, especially if Jerry Judy's there at nine. You take Jerry Judy. Don't care what Jerry Judy or CD Lamb, from Oklahoma and Judy from Alabama. Um, linebacker is a big need, a huge need because it's just Miles Jack right now. That's relevant. Tell Miss Miss not coming back. Uh, if he's out of jail. <laughs> was, um, did we even find out with that? It, was there anything that ever? Came I, I never saw anything. I tried about to research it like a week ago and I never saw anything. I never saw anything. Is he still though. alive? He's alive. He just okay, but. Scary that we have to ask that because that's it's uh, weird. Um, let's see what's other need. Just threw me off with that. Well, line, all line receiver. We got a kicker. Yeah, we got a kicker and a punter and a punter. I think yeah. If you so, up of the offensive line, I don't think receivers that much of an issue. I think it's a need because you can't rely on DJ Tark is definitely number one. But in regards to... I don't think they'll ignore it. I just don't think it's a that high of a need. Outside of DJ Tark, who's your playmaker? I mean... Didi's not a playmaker anymore. He can't stay healthy. Marquise Lee. <laughs> Marquise... That's Who? another... That's Who? another free so agency disaster so by So I would Kaufman. say tight ends versus, instead of uh, wide receivers. I'm not then. taking a tight end in the first three rounds again. No, the uh, problem is, is I want a tight end Maybe that's Minshew's where we go free agency. Yeah, but the thing is we dropped the tight end last year with Josh Oliver. We're not getting another tight end. What yeah, about free agency? You Unless think. you find someone free agency. Or if O'Shaughnessy can come back from that ACL. That's maybe, maybe we shouldn't have paid Jeff Swain. Hmm. I, I mean, he's going to be gone, so it doesn't matter. He's only a one-year deal. Yeah. Or no, he's a two-year deal. He's a two-year deal. Yeah, we only lose 250000 if we cut him. Um, but 
There's a lot of co- those cuts. Those cuts are coming. Need is getting rid of foals. We that's need, not happening. <laughs> we need to do that. That's not happening. Yeah. And that's what Coughlin screwed so up there. So what if Caldwell is able to trade foals? Would you say trading him and trading Bortles were the two greatest quarterback trades of all time? No greatest. <laughs> trading Gabbard for something was. Impressive. Oh, that's the one I meant. Yeah. Uh, B- Gabbard, not Bortles. So all three of those though. <laughs> getting rid of three disasters. So we, that's a that's getting someone to want those guys. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, but I mean, th- I say the biggest needs for the Jags in regards to draft and free agency: linebacker, receiver, O line, and that corner. Order? Uh, in that order, no. Just, just in general. In general, we're gonna definitely do a whole episode more about free agency. Once the we draft, look more into it, but once we get a little more information, I about think we what should we continue going on about this right now for another twenty more minutes. <laughs> no, I get I sick of the Jaguars after a bit. Okay, go Jags. <laughs> Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears, get into some college hoop. So we asked you guys what you guys wanted to hear. We actually got a little bit of pretty good feedback that we appreciate that, all, by the way, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and everything. we ate up that feedback. Yeah. Get huh? it? Ate the oh. feed? <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's well, the, the, the pun of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, Skyler's pun of the episode. No more. You can't have any more. But what's uh, the other one, though? I don't remember that. All right, continue. College hoops. Looking at us locally, the Gators are sitting at ten and four. The, the Gators, ten and four. Yeah, they're yeah. ten and four, two and zero oh in the conference. They lost to Florida State, UConn, Butler, and right, who is the team Utah they lost to? State. Florida State. How many years? How many years in a row has that been? I think five or six. Uh, six six years, I believe. I think I'm pretty sure that's what the video was yeah. where they counted on their hands. Six years. Yeah. Well, let me know when you guys got back to back natties. Okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's that's all I've got. They yeah. just keep going back to back. Um, back to back, like Drake. Uh, Florida State, on the other hand, just moved up to number ten in the country. They are fourteen and two, four and one in the conference. Their lone loss in the conference was to Pitt, the very first game of which the season. Which is very weird that we played a stupid a conference game. opponent the very first game of the year. But yes, and also lost to Indiana um, in the Big Ten Challenge. College basketball has been. Kind of weird this year. We've had six different number ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzaga currently holds that position now. Um, just a lot of like I won't say upsets, but just oh, a, no, lot, no. a lot of you're right on ranked that. Teams losing. There's a lot of upsets happening this year um, in terms of college basketball. At one point, within a four day span, all top five, I believe, all top five teams lost in a week. In a weekend. I mean, if you look at the top five right now, there's only one undefeated team, and that's Auburn. But Auburn has – I looked at their schedule. They have not played a single team yet. Uh, San Diego State still remains undefeated as well. But if you look – I'm looking throughout. There's not another undefeated team in here. There's four lost teams that are ranked right now. Michigan is ranked. I mean, like what? Seton Hall. If you're in the Big Seton Ten, Hall's you're playing always really going to be well, ranked. Though. Yeah, Seton Hall's playing really good basketball right now. They, they should get into the AP – this coming week, but they have four losses as well. A lot of two losses, a lot of three losses. It's just, it's been an interesting year so far in college basketball. And for those who haven't followed, uh, just a quick top five Gonzaga, Duke, Kansas, those three all have received first place votes. Baylor and Auburn. Not your typical top five. And Auburn is undefeated right now. They've not lost a game, which is very surprising. But then North, again, the North SEC Carolina is not, exist. SEC is not as Good as he has been. Kentucky is number 14 in the country. As Keith just mentioned. Sometimes when you're dominating football, you just got to take a break from basketball. You know? <laughs> okay. But um, as Keith said, North Carolina is not in the top 25. It's been a while since they were top 25. I don't think they have a vote. 
No, no, they've got they've, they've got a losing. couple of losses. They've been losing. It's because they right now don't have their best player, Cole Anthony. I know he's got an injury. He's been out for a few weeks, maybe months. Um, right now, it's not looking good for North Carolina in terms of brackets because I mean they're probably still gonna make the tournament because it's North Carolina. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we got a long season ahead. Um, you were talking about one of the best players. Uh, obviously, one of the best players in the entire league was James Wiseman. Uh, if you guys don't know the story, he's a Memphis player. He received a donation from Penny Hardaway, who's Memphis's coach now. But this was before he was the coach. It was like eleven, eleven $11,000 or something mm-hmm. like that to help with, like I'm pretty sure, a house. So that his his mom could get a house so they could live in. And then he accepts the coaching position. And Wiseman comes to the university. And the NCAA suspends him. And they're like, you that's a you know, you can't take a donation like that. That's illegal. So he says, F it, whatever. And he withdraws from the school and now he's just gonna focus on himself. Well, no, before that though, the NCAA said he can come back if he pays that eleven thousand yeah, dollars back exactly. charity, right. to a charity, yeah. To a charity, yeah. But the thing is, how is he gonna pay this the money back if he's not getting paid legally? Yeah. So exactly. there's just a more question and James Wiseman then since like he says, Screw it. I'm ineligible. I'm going to the draft. I withdraw from school. See ya in draft time. That's what he pretty much said. And Memphis is still okay, looking good. They were they were seven and zero without him. They were yeah, they were looking really good with without him. And then so now would they're you say he's overrated. <laughs> no, James Wise is not overrated. No. He's he's good. The dude is a monster. He's seven one. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got he's got the complete package for a, an NBA player and. He will go top five. And I believe likely. Memphis was at one point number one um, in the rankings. If I, I could be wrong on that. I don't know about that. Let me double I could be wrong. So I'm checking that right now. Football. I know Gonzaga has. I know Duke has. I know Kansas has. Um, oh, Memphis Michigan thir- State, I'm pretty sure, was preseason. What about Kentucky? No, Memphis was 13. I apologize. They were, they were as high as nine when they lost to Georgia last week. I apologize. Georgia's actually playing pretty well. Yeah, Georgia's looking decent. Um, yeah, a good coach. But in regards to the rankings, they're... As you said, there's been a lot of upsets. Number one, you said, what, six times have been upset? Mm-hmm. If you're number one, that's not safe anymore. Because I remember watching a few games. Duke losing to Stephen F. Austin earlier this year. Um, that was funny on a buzzer beater. I cannot stand Duke, so it was really mm-hmm. nice to see them lose. Gonzaga is their one loss against Michigan. I don't see Gonzaga losing a game until maybe BYU. I doubt it. Maybe yeah. St. Mary's. They're looking decent unless they struggle. Unless they have like an injury to to Philip or something like that, they're they're gonna be just fine. When was the last truly dominant college basketball team? Like Like from start to finish? Yeah, like the one that comes to mind is Louisville, like with two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve or something like that. I don't know. Louisville I'm thinking maybe Kentucky when they went on undefeated all the way through the um final four. They were undefeated until they lost in the final four or Elite Eight. But I don't remember a team being I as dominant. Maybe Villanova. Nova was pretty dominant a couple of years ago. Uh, it's been a while since we had a really dominant team, but I like it when it's not as dominant as people make it, as yeah. history has been. It, that's what differentiates it. That's the word from uh, the NBA. It's just there's more parity. Oh, the parity is yeah, definitely monumental. And yeah. North Carolina is not making the big dance. They're eight and seven right now. They have uh, some pretty bad losses. I love that picture of Roy Williams slumped over. 
they got a tough schedule ahead of them too. I got to play several ranked teams, including they play Duke Florida twice, State. Florida State, Louisville, Virginia, Louisville. Yeah, they're not. They're looking rough. Yeah. Now, who doesn't look rough is the game, the team that won tonight, Jacksonville University, beating uh. Crap. I think it was NJIT. Oh, you just <laughs> looked. <laughs> I just had it, but I'm pretty sure they beat NJIT. Well, doesn't uh, um, UNF lead uh, the league in three points? Yes, they did. Lead the A Sun? No, just like all of them, NCAA. Oh, I don't, I don't know pointers. about that. Um, Definitely the A Sun, but potentially. But as we record this, JU did just beat NJIT. Um, to go to now one and one in the conference, eight and nine overall. UNF is at nine and eight, the opposite, and they are two and zero oh in the conference. No one's catching uh, Liberty because Liberty is just Liberty, Liberty, it's Liberty, not even fair. Liberty. But if you guys are interested, though, the wow, I almost said Crosstown Shootout, wrong, wrong teams. River City Rumble uh, is going to be on the sixteenth of this month at seven p.m. That's the game at Swisher, so that's going to be a JU home game. Definitely check that out because Swisher's nice. It should be a good game. I might go because I've never been to one of those. You really should. Um, I'll talk to Scott. Scott, if you're listening, hook us up. Yeah, that would be nice. (laughs) Or you could support your brother Keith and buy tickets. I don't think he gets money. I don't think I've ever bought a ticket for a JU event (laughs) since Scott's been there. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully hopefully that stays the case. Does JU know that? (laughs) (laughs) Keith, I think you're forgetting a team, a local team. He said, well... He didn't say anything about Florida State. Well, I said that we, we were 14-2, oh, well, 4-1 on the conference. One thing I want to make on recording, <laughs> I personally think Florida State's going to win the ACC this year. Uh-oh. I actually am going to guarantee it. They're winning the ACC I this year. I have a year. big guarantee for the national championship for football. I guarantee the Tigers will win the championship. I hate you for that. Mike, continue your okay. point. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Florida State is looking really good. They are passing the ball while they can. They're playing outstanding defense. They. I was actually a little but worried is about it March right now. No, it's not March right so. now. <laughs> what? So what? They're no, number they're, two they're, in the ACC right now. I'm they saying are. they're. They could. I haven't watched them. But I believe you when you say they're playing well because they were playing pretty well uh, during parts of last season. But you got to be hot towards the end of the season. They'll be fine. So I think they'll be fine. They've got. They play well as a team. They don't have a star player like they've had in the past with Malik Beasley, Jonathan Isaac, Dwayne Bacon, etc. They have a they are a team they're they're deep. T- they're deep, yeah. They All play right, really um, well together as a team. But also are you saying ACC championship like the regular season champs or the tourney cha- ACC tournament champions? Tournament, or both. Tournament champ. Tournament champ. I think yeah. tournament champ. Just I think tour- regular season if they win the regular season they're looking really good. But I think tournament champ. I think they'll end up playing Duke. No, I think Duke's gonna lose probably. Miami. Before. They'll probably play Virginia in the in the ACC championship. But that's what I'm guessing. I personally believe that Florida State will win the ACC championship in the tournament, and then they'll get a top two three seed in the in March Madness once it comes down to it. Because we Florida State is looking really good, and they've they've show they Have they embarrassed Louisville. I've not gone to any games. I wish I could. They beat. Florida earlier this year. They beat Tennessee. They beat Clemson. They beat UNF. I mean, Great was, win against Louisville the other day. Yeah, uh, Louisville in – that was a tough win. Chris Mack hates us. Papa John was probably upset. 
Papa John. Yeah, g- good game against Virginia coming up here real soon as well. Well, Virginia may be unranked by then, but we'll see if they say it's lost the other yeah. night. But still, it should be a good one because they always give us a run for the money. But honestly, now for any people that do like college basketball, I would start looking into watching some games because now NFL is wrapping up. NBA is still kind of hard to get along into for some people until after the All-Star break, which is coming up soon. Now is the time to start looking at college basketball because all the conference play has started and it's a good time to start, in my opinion. Well, saying that you've been... uh struggling with the nba let's uh switch gears into that real quick um we're almost halfway through we could right? uh, transition offense into it oh uh, here we just pause it real quick and we'll we got no no we're good we're good <laughs> we can just keep going um back to nba action go with go ahead uh, with the nba um you said we're about halfway through the season about halfway yeah so sometimes play about 37 games and whatnot 40 games it's about we're about halfway through the all-star break should be coming up soon I know I've been getting a lot of notifications for the NBA and the trade deadline. Checking right now the All-Star break. You know, All-Star break has media around the court. You could say it's full court press. Yeah, NBA All-Star <laughs> break is February 16th. So it's just about a month away. A is that Valentine's Day week? I Valentine's Day weekend, yeah. Valentine's Day is the 14th, so yeah. For the love of basketball. Uh, is, was it a movie? Or, no, take love and basketball. Love and basketball. Love and basketball. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think NBA is getting interesting. I'm look. I just looked briefly at the NBA the last few days. Um, I noticed that Indiana is the sixth seed in the East. This is without Victor Oladipo. Who's going to the finals? Uh, if you had to, if it's I had the to, Bucks well, hey, we always have Mike's MLB update. Why don't we have Skyler's NBA yeah. predictions? Okay, Bucks from the East. Okay, of course, he's picking the Bucks. Um, I'm gonna go Portland from the West. Mario Hazonia is going to lead him to victory, baby. Screw Hazonia. He's on Portland? Yes, he's on Portland. I was more so looking for the Dame. And right now, Portland is the 10th 10th seed. seed. They may make the playoffs, who knows. Um, But Indiana's a 6th seed, and they get Victor Oladipo coming back, their best player, um, by the end of the month. I noticed that Clippers also the 4th seed in the West. That's because of Kawhi Kawhi Leonard and his damn load management, which is stupid. (laughs) That's what she said. Just stupid that he's sitting out half the games. I don't think it's stupid. If he he does whatever he wants, I think he honestly There's has some injury underneath There's underlined injury. that isn't being talked about. Or maybe, if maybe there's an injury. That's different. If he has I don't injury, think he's making I, it public because he's a very private guy anyway, and he's just gonna let that slide under the radar. He's gonna be super healthy during the playoffs. Yeah, with that, like you know, that's why he didn't play for San Antonio towards that. Oh no, he just time. didn't want to play for the staff. Well, no, because he was hurt. It wasn't Jalen Ramsey back problems. It was that underlying injury that he's bringing up. <laughs> I don't think I don't want to play in San Antonio. I don't think he want to play in San Antonio. No. The staff, but, the medical staff was terrible for him. Because they didn't know his injuries. The Magic with the win over the uh, the Nets the other night bumped them up to the seven seed. So now that's a seven seed for the Magic. Are the yep. Magic going to have back-to-back playoff appearances? They should. Hopefully if they keep the playing way, well. The way the Eastern Conference They destroyed out. the Wizards last night. Yeah, season sweep. You like so Mark we are Holtz? officially finished. Yeah, so I'm actually going to... Uh, record a Manzi's Magic here coming up soon, and I'll dive into more about Markel Fultz, more about the injuries to Jonathan Isaac and Alfred Aminu, and a lot, a lot more about just Magic basketball. I'll talk about the game that I went to the other night as well. So be on the lookout for that. I'm excited to talk more Magic basketball. So I've got a few more things on the NBA. Do you think the Lakers can keep it up? 
with LeBron's load management. Well, with LeBron staying Anthony, healthy and Anthony Davis, Davis injury. just hurt his back. Yeah. Oh, did he just get hurt? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. How severe is that? I mean, he hurt it pretty badly, I think. So uh, what's the he's deal? He's gonna be reevaluated in like a week or something. He's never gonna be healthy for a full season, you think? Or oh no, he's never. He doesn't have the body for it. He's just. Do you think big. he can't? So is he gonna miss the whole season? And be back for the playoffs? No, he won't miss that much. I don't time. think he'll miss that long. But okay. uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think so. They're gonna be strong. I think they're gonna be good. Um, keep an eye out though for the trade deadline. They're looking to make some moves. Get rid of Kuzma. That's the biggest one. That's, that's that's the biggest name that they've come out with. But I don't know. I mean, looking in the West, Denver, Houston, L.A., the Clippers, obviously. It's Jazz are looking good. Do you think Russell Westbrook gets traded? No, he just signed with Houston. Yeah. I know, but I saw there's some issues there already. There's no. always an biggest issue. Biggest name is going to get traded is probably Andre Drummond out of Detroit. Or Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is only going to get traded if he wants to be traded. And I don't That's think he true. wants to be traded. I wish he would go back to Chicago. But I like uh, Kobe White. He's a good player. He's appearing to be Chicago. I haven't followed Chicago at all. 13 and 25. I haven't followed him at all. But I saw some uh, some of his highlights, and he's definitely made some vast improvements. He's got like a step-back jumper from three-point range, and that's pretty impressive when you consider that he's a point guard, you know. And I th- – I, Feel like, like it was weird watching him at UNC last year. I felt like he was awkward with his ball handling skills. I feel like he looks a lot more comfortable with it now. Cause from my understanding, wasn't he like he's only been a point guard for a couple of years now or something like that? Something like that, yeah. I really haven't kept up with them too much. I think we have like some solid players that just need to develop fully. Alright, I got a question for both of you. First to ten wins, the Hawks or the Warriors? Well, just in perspective, the Hawks are eight and thirty, and Golden State is nine and thirty. Oh wow! Um, I'm just gonna say the Golden State just because it's Golden State, and I hate Atlanta. So let me see who Golden State plays next. I'll look who the Hawks play next. I think Vince Carter will lead them to ten wins, and uh, Trey Young. What? How are they so bad with Trey Young? They because stink. when Trey Young is your only offense, yeah. So Not Warriors good. next game at the Clippers at the Grizzlies mm. versus the Mavericks. Mm. Those are the next three games. Uh, They're not at the Wizards next for Atlanta. Mm. That's a winnable game. That is winnable. Wizards yeah, suck. So they have at the Wizards at Brooklyn versus Phoenix. I'm going oh, with they, the Hawks. Yeah. Same. So the Hawks have to win two games. Though. Yeah, but they got two Vince Carter. <laughs> I don't mean anything. Next, my next question: Who's the first to ten losses? The Bucks or the Lakers? The what Bucks. Are, so the Lakers so. are still one of the best teams in the league right now? Oh, yeah. They have yeah, seven losses. The Lakers are seven losses, 30 wins. And the, I mean, the Bucks are at six losses. Yeah, I still feel like the, I think the, the Lakers Bucks will have to... a fall off at some point. Giannis will, like, strain something and be out for, like, a week, and they'll lose a couple games. Eh, I don't know what the next game schedule. They got an easy schedule. Ahead. Sacramento, Portland, New York, Knicks. Boston, Which Brooklyn. I was thinking, I don't know why I thought New York. <laughs> New York Knicks, Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, Charlotte. I don't see them losing a game. Oh, well, maybe Portland. But. You don't think they'd lose to Boston? Uh, that's the only one. Boston's been. Boston's looking really good yeah. lately. They're inconsistent, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, they're actually they're on a three game losing streak. I don't know why I said that. That's pretty consistent. Not really. Consistently not good. Bulls are on a five lo- five game losing streak. Oh man. Nets are on a lose seven streak. They were won seven in a row. What's wrong? Well the Nets are missing Kyrie, that's yeah. why. Um And Kevin Durant. Oh, one last thing. Who do you think is leading the all star votes right now as of today? The new the second vote returns came in. 
Mm. Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I'm hoping it's LeBron. It is LeBron. Okay, good. LeBron jumped Luka and Giannis by... Oh, 100,000 votes over yeah. Giannis. And Can I just now. say that fan voting it's is stupid. the stupidest thing in any sport? Yes, Seeing I agree. that Taco fall and <laughs> Caruso are getting votes right now. Caruso is sixth in terms of guards for the West. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And what's his name? Taco fall is sixth in the East in front court. Taco I Paul plays scrub minutes. I he's hate votes. fan voting. It makes zero sense. I understand where they come Kyrie from. Kyrie like, Irving oh, is second in votes voice. because uh, – and he's missed half the season. Yeah. It's just like Jalen making Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. It's all that, fans. That's why I think all, all fan voting in any sports is stupid. I think it should count. That's why Derek Jeter made the All-Star game every year, even if he wasn't having a good season. It should be like 0.5 of a vote, and then players should be like two votes. I think players should be voting. Yeah. For everything. Players and coaches, I'm sure. But even then, you still have biased answers. Like For sure. But I feel like it's a lot better. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, you know what? Taco Falls an all-star. No, he's not. They need to do it NASCAR not. style. Win your way, way in. To, to wrap up here, I wanted to touch on a local topic I read about the other day. Actually, just today, actually. Um, the Ready Arts building off Hendricks, And I already asked these two knuckleheads, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. But... If you've seen the Ready Arts building off Hendricks, you know that it is uh, closing. And they just announced that there's going to be a new owner and they're actually going to be moving to a new location. So the guy, Bruce, that owned it like over 40 years is selling to an artist named Kelly McCormick. She graduated from uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. And the store will. Scad for sure. Exactly. (laughs) The store will remain on Hendricks for the next four months. But then it's going to be moving to Main Street, actually, in the Springfield area. If you know where Krispies is, it's in the, the furniture store right next to that. So I think that's just really cool because it's a local staple kind of thing. It's, I've bought stuff for my sister there since she's an artist. Um, I know a lot of local artists that have mm-hmm. shopped there or do a lot of business there that are happy to see that it will be alive right. and well. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you guys because... Again, it's local and it's a part of our foundation of downtown. So and it's not like I don't love the arts. I just didn't hear about this place. It's a really pretty building if you can drive by. Uh, I do believe that the new buyers are going to be trying to turn it into restaurants, but we'll see about that. I love the Comer. The Comer is a very nice museum that is free entry on Tuesdays, right? Yeah. Uh, Sky, is there anything going on with Coastal or anything that's happened lately? Um, just, uh, well, we remodeled the store pretty much just to make it a little bit, uh, I don't know the word, formidable. I don't know, just throwing some slang out there, I guess. But, um, no, it's redesigned. We, uh, plan to have, like, a little gym area in the back, and that's because we have Justin James in there quite a bit. He's world long drive champion from 2017. He's... Got a swing speed of over 140 miles per hour, and his ball speed's over 200 miles per hour. And Jeez. he once he carried a ball over 400 yards in our store. Um, just to give you an idea of the talent that this guy has, but he's working with Russell Knox. Uh, some people may know who he is. He's a Scottish-born tour player, but he went to Ju, and he's a. He's like a top 10 driver in terms of accuracy, but in terms of distance, he's one of the lesser-known players, because he hits the ball 285 every time. But that's 
still about 80 yards shorter than Rory McIlroy, sometimes 100 yards shorter. So he, Russell was in there. It's pretty fun uh, seeing him whack at it and going through the regimen that Justin's got him through, um, just pretty much cranking up his speed. And They're actually going to Waste Management uh, Open out in Arizona. That's the one Ricky Fowler won last year, but that's at TPC Scottsdale. And Justin's, I'm sure, going to try to get more clients for his uh, training and hopefully we'll see more tour players inside our shop too training perfect so, yeah. yeah check out coastal indoor golf if you haven't already off of beach yeah, pulled, thir- over. I got pulled over there once 1380 right beach coastal. boulevard 1380 beach boulevard right by right coastal now. you guys should have pulled in but with no, that too we'll get some more interviews it was late too. at night i got away with this warning so mm-hmm. oh, lucky boy did you was it a female oh, cop no, it was a guy caught us. Oh, with a you were curious other magic. Stupid intercoastal bridge. I hate that bridge. Yeah, they always set the bottom right before eventually. Literally right at the bottom, and yeah. I can't stand that area. You gotta know that, dude. I see it every day when I go to work. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, well, to wrap things up here, we've gone on a little longer than I anticipated, but Put hopefully you guys have it. stuck around this long. Last um, thing. Go ahead, Mike. Uh-oh. We guys got Monday night national oh, okay. championship. Oh, Clemson or LSU? I don't, no, not, no explanations, no. just answers. The LSU Tigers. or no LSU? LSU. 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 All right, it's a three. It's a um. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. We're all going LSU. It's a three-way. Trifecta. Trifecta. Thank you. That's there the word. There we go. Oh. All right. We'll leave you on that. No. Wait. Not no, yet. No. One more prediction. It looks NFL. Like. Tennessee, Baltimore. You got Kansas City over Houston. I got Baltimore. Over Tennessee versus Baltimore. Or, I got Tennessee over Baltimore. I got Baltimore. I have Baltimore. Okay. And then... Kansas City, Houston. I got Kansas City. Kansas City for me. Kansas City. You got... Seattle, Green Bay. Keith's team. Uh, I got Seattle. Uh Uh-oh. You got Seattle? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going Green Bay. Now I'm going to go Seattle, too. Um, And then Washington, San Francisco. Minnesota. You mean Minnesota, San Francisco. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I think I got Minnesota with the upset. Why did I say Washington? I don't don't know. know. Maybe Maybe because Kirk Cousins. Cousins. (laughs) Yeah. I got Minnesota with the upset. I'll say San Fran. I'm going to go Minnesota as well. Uh, I think their defense is, well, I mean, San Francisco's got a good defense, but I think they're like... I trust Cousins more than Garoppolo. Uh, I trust Cousins more than Garoppolo. Garoppolo hasn't had a big game yet in his career. He's not had a horrible game. No, I I said big game. I know. Well, besides that Saints game. This is Kirk Cousins' first big game that he's ever won. He's won some big games, just a matter of... He's never won a primetime game. Okay, screw that. That's another time. That's a, that's a big game. <laughs> okay, primetime games aren't always the biggest games. Monday, I hate that Monday Night Football stuff. 0 for 9, It's whatever. more so the atmosphere that they're... That, that's what it's we're going for. Big, I yeah. think he'll be fine. And it's not a night game. It's a day game. Primetime is what I said. What, I said night. Well, everyone saw my him at nights. Him and night, so... Anyway, that's our show. Thank you all for sticking around to the end. Hopefully we'll be back very soon. If you don't already, give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys soon. Peace.